0: Everyone, to another episode of Wrestling Merchandise and Memories. Wrestling Merchandise and Memories is, of course, brought to you by CanadianBulldogsWorld.com, your scrapbook for wrestling merchandise and memories. I am Canadian Bulldog, and joined with me, as always, is the legend, the man, yes. the myth, Stu
1: Stone! Yes!
0: Stu, how you doing? That's it?
1: one of the better introductions that you have provided for me on this program.
0: I was channeling my inner Marty, the Marty, ring announcer.
2: The
1: ring announcer. Yes. Uh, thank you very much, man. Um, as you know, I am a star of stage and screen,
0: and television.
1: And television. And here I am with the prince of podcasts, uh, the Canadian Bulldog.
0: Yes. Well, thank thank you for joining us. Uh, last time we were here, we talked about Saturday night's main event. What's some of the uh, the feedback you got there?
1: I got a lot of good feedback. A lot of people agreed with me on Uncle Elmer being a household name in the early run. Uh, right. And uh, a lot of people were very, very shocked uh, to hear uh, my take on uh, Sika and Hulk's promo and how accurate it was.
0: Well, I remember we actually listened to the promo after we recorded this, and uh, he was talking about Sika's like chicken, chicken neck. eating. Yeah, yeah what yeah. you gonna do,
1: Sika? Yes, yeah, so, he never uh, said what you gonna do, Sika. Unfortunately, but he did uh, mention Sika eating chickens.
0: Exactly the 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 genuine like the the sentiment of it was there. The sentiment him. was there. Yes. So we're gonna shift gears a little bit this week. Well, what is this podcast? The wrestling merchandise and memories. Oh, what's it brought to you by CanadianBulldogsWorld.com. dot com. Oh. Your scrapbook for... Wrestling Merchandise and Memories. Ah. Yeah. I feel like we, we went through that Shout out really to Cable left. Guy Jeff, who we forgot to give a shout
1: out to in the last episode.
0: Oh, my goodness. Can we tack that on last month? I hope so. All right. Thank you. Yes. Uh, good to get it out of the way and, and make sure... Uh, the pod
1: father himself. Yes.
0: He's getting his uh, his props for sure. Um. Uh, so we're going to switch gears a little bit this week. And we're going to... I call this From the Pages of WWF Magazine. Oh. Yes. And uh, you remember WAF Magazine back in the day. Sure. Uh, I'm sure you had a subscription like, I did. like most of us did. I did. So what we're going to do is we're going to almost like roulette style. We're randomly going to, you're going to select a magazine, mm-hmm. then I'll select a magazine. We're going to go through it. We're going to compare notes. We're going to see what we see, any memories that this may uh, may instill in you. Mm. And uh, and there we go. So I've got probably uh, a dozen or so. Ah. We're not going to go through all dozen, don't no, worry. but, but one uh, each? Yeah, something like that. Okay, is so, this something
1: that we're going to do regularly throughout twenty twenty? We're going to reach into this bag every sure. now and then.
0: Yeah, we could do that. But okay, yeah, we may we may do more than two. But uh, okay, yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see where uh, where the time takes us. Okay. So Stu, I want you to do the honors. Sure. This this, this miracle mart bag that I'm I have in front at of like
1: us, a, a big bag of uh, WWF magazines. I'm reaching so, in and pulling out a random copy.
0: Some very good bathroom reading material here. I gotta say. Oh, look at this! I've
1: got uh, uh, one of the very. Uh, prestigious covers here, I've got Hacksaw Jim Duggan on the cover September 1989, not only is he Hacksaw, he's King Duggan on the cover of this uh, magazine, Hacksaw with the King's crown on him, with the goofy eyes and his tongue out and a 2x4 and Harley Race's crown on him Uh, at this point, Harley Race had already lost his crown two years prior, in 1987 at WrestleMania 3, so I believe I don't
0: Duggan. think he lost his crown
1: at WrestleMania. Yeah, well, Junkyard Dog beat him, and he had the crown. No, Harley Race.
0: Was... Harley Race actually won that match. Yeah, but then like and... Junkyard Dog like tarnished the crown. Oh, maybe, maybe, but but Hacksaw eventually wrestled the crown away from. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah.
1: So he didn't beat Haku. Haku beat Duggan. That's. And then Macho Man beat no Macho Man beat Duggan. Duggan beat Haku. Haku so, beat Race.
0: Actually, sorry Haku now. Beat Race, you know? No, no. What happened? was Harley Race was injured. We talked about this in our last podcast. Ah, and then
1: they had a Royal Rumble match. Uh,
0: yes, Haku well, against- Haku just like inherited the crown. Then they had the blow off. Then Duggan, sorry, Haku lost it to Duggan. Duggan lost it to Savage. Macho Man Savage. I Dusty Rhodes.
1: I don't think anybody was the king after Savage. King Booker?
0: Yes, but that's years later.
1: Oh, uh, Jerry Lawler ended up coming to the company. That's- and then they had a King of the Ring tournament, Bret Hart and the rest is history. King Duggan on the cover.
0: Yes. And let's uh, w- when when was this published?
1: September nineteen eighty nine. King Duggan Wrestling's royalty. Ho spelt on the cover. H O apostrophe. Slam, Feel the Heat with our exclusive preview. How would they have an exclusive preview of Slam in September? I guess they missed the I think it's just
0: when it was cover dated. So I don't think this actually came out in September. Of 89.
1: The Rockers' illegal double-teamers. Sean and Marty speak out against illegal double-teamers. Uh-oh. Controversy. Savage interviewed. The Madness and his manager discuss Hulkamania. And the rude awakening rudely interrupted by a wild warrior. WWF Magazine, number one magazine. The world's best-selling wrestling magazine. And this issue, you meet the Widowmaker. Superfly goes home and Hillbilly with a horseshoe. I a vaguely lot. remember this, this
0: magazine. Action-packed. So was probably taken from your house. I'm not going to lie.
1: I'm opening it up and I see just it's amazing. Uh, opening it up is making me feel great. Uh, right off the bat, there's an advertisement for Rascals bite-sized candies, which
0: I vaguely remember, but not really. An official sponsor of our podcast, Rascals, Tropical Rascals.
1: Uh, and then you've got the contents and uh, the cover the photo uh, was uh, Steve Taylor who took that photo. I thought that was Steve's work. WWF Magazine Information Center, WWF Fan Club, which we've talked about in the past. Uh, In the 1989-1990 fan club, if you were to join it, which I did, uh, you receive, you know those baby on board uh, stickers that you can stick on your car? Sure. There's one that says WWF fan on board. You get uh, an 8x10 with a stamped autograph of the Rockers, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, and Macho Man Randy Savage. Great. You get a WWF keychain. You get a WWF certificate of some kind. Wow. Uh, It doesn't look like there's a tape in this one. Usually you would that's, get like That's later
0: on in the fandom. Yeah.
1: Three new spectacular WWF video cassettes advertised uh, on the inside of the magazine here, uh, including Demolition, Fan Favorites, and Best of the WWF, WWF Volume 20.
0: Yeah, and We have that in our Coliseum video episode, which is in the archives.
1: Around the Ring. Uh, we're talking about oh, Ed Ricciuti is writing about uh, SummerSlam and Around the Ring. Uh, there's WWF Superstars, the arcade game, perhaps arguably the greatest uh, stand-up arcade game in the history of wrestling. I prefer S-
0: WrestleFest myself. Really? Yeah, the follow-up. Really? Then you had like you had Legion of Doom and all that. This was this wasn't That's fine. That's not this one? No, this was the, the prequel to that.
1: Oh, WrestleFest is the one that I like.
0: Yeah. This wasn't bad. Like, this is something you could take home to meet your parents. No, no, no. Sure. Actually,
1: this is the one that I like. Legion of Doom, were are in this one. You had to you've played the Legion of Doom when you went to the ta- to the championship match.
0: No. Nope. See, it shows you the champions are Andre the Giant and Ted DiBiase there. Really? Yeah. WrestleFest is the better one, but they're both fine. Like, you know, as far as video games go.
1: huh? Maybe you're right. Well, WrestleFest is the one that has a Royal Rumble.
0: Like four-player action? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's the better one. Shout out to our own Adam Zimmerman, the Grappling Gamer, who has uh, reviewed both of those titles.
1: Fan Forum. There's some uh, people who are writing in article uh, letters talking about Bret Hart. Wrestling Spotlight. There's been more advertisements than articles in this magazine. Wrestling Spotlight presents the Ultimate Warrior, two giant posters on sale at your newsstand now. I remember buying that loaded with posters of a jacked, completely jacked 1989 Ultimate Warrior injecting everything in and around him. Looking absolutely ripped.
0: The photos aren't him injecting himself. Though, no. Just to be clear.
1: Body language. Jesse Ventura with an article. And he's talking about uh, whether Jim the Anvil, Knightheart, and Bret Hart should split up because he's getting tired of following the ridiculous roller coaster ride. I don't know if Jesse actually wrote these articles, but...
0: It's in his voice, for yeah.
1: sure. 42% off if you uh, subscribe to the magazine. I did that. I took advantage of those savings. Yeah. Newsbreakers, Heenan storms off of WWF Wrestling Challenge. Why did he leave the show? I see Tony Schiavone now filling in as a... Is that what happened? Schiavone got hired and they didn't need Heenan in the booth?
0: I do not remember this angle. I remember him... the arrival
1: of commentary Tony Schiavone on Wrestling Challenge, Bobby the Brain Heenan hasn't been himself. His viewpoints on certain matches were cut short because Schiavone and the program's host Gorilla Monsoon engaged in descriptive play-by-play. Heenan, although not purposely, was receiving less and less microphone time than the other two and this infuriated the brain. Hmm. I, I remember him getting thrown off of
0: Raw, but that was years later.
1: Uh, personality profile of Hillbilly Jim, who's uh, I guess he was wrestling Boris Zukov and Andre the Giant. I don't have any memory
0: of. I love the the design of this. Is like it's like a confidential folder. It even says the word confidential on it, as though this is this like magazine is incredible, guys. Yes.
1: I'm telling you right now, if you have a chance to pick up an old copy of WWF magazine and you are of a certain age, which I clearly am. It's just great flipping through. Next we've got a uh, a two page oh, spread uh, an advertisement for WWF Superstars of Wrestling ice cream bars. Of course we all know the ice cream bars are back now minus the stick. They're yeah. ice cream sandwiches now.
0: Yeah, have you seen the new ones? I, I they don't look the same thing. Well,
1: no, but you know,
0: it's like it's like a, it's a ice cream sandwich with like a stamp of like Roman Reigns. Well, that's what this know. is right now. This I, is an ice cream bar with a stamp of Hulk Hogan. But it also had like the chocolate and the cookie crunch in the and, card and, the card and It just seemed a lot better. Like a lot more love had gone into it. I'm trying to just look
1: here. If you got like a Bobby the Brain, there's a Ted DiBiase, a Hercules. I guess Hercules would have been the shit bar if you opened it up and Hercules came out. Like why the fuck would you want that? We have an interview with Macho Man and Sensational Sherry uh, asking about uh, the SummerSlam main event uh, where Macho Man and Zeus will be meeting the awesome combination of Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake savage talking about his strategy
0: here's a question i've always wanted to ask you Stu. do you actually think that that randy savage and queen sherry were were giving this interview or just somebody just wrote this all who knows
1: i mean i would probably guess to say that no one really did anything yeah um battle of the titans was a keith elliott greenberg who is a uh a regular contributor to uh projects i've worked on the documentary and Various others. I've met the man. Very nice man. Uh, Tito Santana versus Mr. Perfect getting the Keith Elliott Greenberg treatment. And you know, Keith Elliott Greenberg for sure wrote these articles. And it's like a six page essay on one fucking match that it looks like uh, Rick Martel screwed Tito Santana out of winning the Intercontinental Championship. If I'm not mistaken, this might have been when
0: Mr. Perfect won the championship. No, that was a different, that was when Bobby Heenan became his manager Um, all of a sudden. But this was probably a rematch.
1: SummerSlam preview uh, Hogan and Beefcake against Zeus and Macho Man. Uh, then you turn the page, you get the rest of the card. Rick Roode against Ultimate Warrior. If I'm not mistaken, that's a Steel Cage match. Nope. Uh, no, that was a year later. That was a year later. Yeah. Huh. Demolition and King. So they wrestled at WrestleMania and two SummerSlams? Yep. Huh. Demolition and King Duggan against Andre the Giant in the tin, Twin Towers. I do not remember that match.
0: I do. And Duggan had uh, face paint on. Like to look like Demolition.
1: Dusty Rhodes against the Honky Tonk Man. Jimmy Snuka against Ted DiBiase with Virgil, who's looking jacked. Hart Foundation not taking on uh, their favorites, the Bolsheviks, the Bees, uh, the Bulldogs. Well, they, no. It's a B word, the Brain they, Oh, they are taking on the Brain Busters. Anvil and Bret Hart. Uh, Red Rooster against Mr. Perfect at one point. That's a really good wrestling match at this stage in their careers. Rooster probably wasn't doing much. But uh, at one point, Red Rooster was pitted to be the next big thing in wrestling uh, when he was in Terry Taylor, and he was a real ring technician. Perfect and Rooster is probably a good match. And, uh, you know, the Heart Foundation and the Brain Buster is another good match. I probably. was very good. I remember that one, yeah. <clears throat> We've got some WWF trivia on page 32. Uh, some Sensational Sherry trivia. You've got uh, some Ted DiBiase trivia. Some odds and ends trivia. Would you like like to try to answer some odds and ends trivia? Sure. Odds and ends. True or false, WWF fan club members receive all of the following items and more. This seems like an advertisement, (laughs) this question. Hulk rules, shoelaces, a macho madness pennant, a WWF keychain, and a sign reading
0: WWF fan on board. So, if... There's no, there's no way the answer is no. It's it's gotta it's be gotta true, be yes, right? Like, cause yeah, or else they wouldn't. Course. Yeah, you'd want more. It is true. Yes.
1: Question two: Which WWF manager was named to football commentator John Madden's All Madden team? Bobby Heenan. Yeah, that's easy, and that's correct. Question three: Which WWF commentator is mentioned in Stephen King's latest novel, *Grilled Monsoon*? Yes. Remember that one. Yeah. Also
2: true. Hmm. Let's do numbers. All right.
1: Uh, how big are WWF champion Hulk Hogan's biceps? 24 inches. 24 inch. What day in April did WrestleMania 5 take place? I want to say two, second. Yes. Wow. How old was Rick Martel when he began his <laughs> wrestling career? 16? 17. Oh. And here's some uh, WrestleMania trivia for you. Uh, question one. Who lost his pants at WrestleMania 5?
0: His pants. That would be Morton Downey like Jr.? Brother Love. Oh, Brother no? Love. Yeah, yeah, Brother Love.
1: Mr. Fuji tossed salt in the face of Smash during WrestleMania 5, but he ducked and the salt flew into whose face?
0: The Warlord. True. Wow.
1: What was the name of the song performed by Run DMC at WrestleMania 5? Like WrestleMania rap? It sure was. (laughs) Should I ask you the other two categories since you just were doing so well? Sure. Sensational Sherry is the category. Question one, we should just do the trivia from the magazines. Sherry recently told WWF Magazine she turns ordinary men into what?
0: Jellyfish?
1: Jelly is correct. Oh, my God. Question two. She says it's nothing for her to change her clothes. How many times a day? Six. Three or four. Okay. Sherry says her designer is too expensive for what princess?
0: Diana? Correct. Oh, my God.
1: Million-dollar belt is the category. Question one. Ted DiBiase's million-dollar belt is studded with what What precious stone? Diamonds. Correct. Question two. Even WWF, WWF president Jack Tunney admires the belt, but he told WWF magazine it is what? Unofficial. Meaningless.
0: Okay. Same thing.
1: Question three. DiBiase replied by saying the belt is worth more than Tunney could make in how many lifetimes? Nine. Ten. That concludes your trivia. Up next, we've got the WWF merchandise catalog. The fall, winter, 1989,
0: 1990. This is going to be awesome. And, and just as an aside, if you uh, visit CanadianBulldogsWorld.com, and, and why wouldn't you? We do this all the time. We dissect uh, these, these merchandise catalogs because yeah. they're just a, a treasure trove the best. Of, of
1: information. I wish we could order this stuff right now. Hulk Hogan has a lot of merchandise. There's a WWF uh, gym bag, which
0: I believe I bought. And if you look at who's wearing the hat there, the Hulk Rules hat, I believe that's a Stephanie young Stephanie McMahon, McMahon, yeah. man, yes. Is that Shane? No.
1: Yeah, Stephanie McMahon modeling the Hulk Hogan hat in the catalog. That's pretty funny.
0: That's really funny. I actually. believe it's actually it's Pete Gass who's modeling the WWF belt. Really? No.
1: That could be Shane.
2: <laughs>
0: Wearing
1: an Ultimate Warrior Jack. Uh, then uh, we got Hogan Warrior, and then the next page sold out. Well, Miss Elizabeth Button is sold out, but Hogan Warrior is still available. Uh, WWF WrestleMania, the VCR game, which I owned. WWF Superstar playing cards, which I owned. WWF Superstar autographed picture set, which I did not own. WWF official calendar, which I owned. WWF Superstar greeting
0: cards, which I did not own. They really uh, knew their audience here.
1: WWF Hulkamania teddy bear shirt, did not own. Hulkamania teddy bear did did not own. I had a warrior teddy bear.
0: Did uh, uh, Rybowski, he had a Hogan teddy. It sounds like something you'd have.
1: Little Hulkster bib, no. Oh,
0: the, the little baby modeling the Hulkster bib, I believe. Savio Vega. We've got the
1: t-shirts now. This is possibly the best thing you can have in a catalog. I I really hope that you guys can somehow listen vicariously through my excitement, but this is where the t-shirts are modeled. You have rows of wrestlers wearing their various tees. I'll describe them to the best of my ability. A new Hulk Hogan t-shirt. By the way, these t-shirts are only twelve ninety five each. Wow. Sign me up for all of them. Uh, Hulk Hogan with a red shirt that I do not remember at all. Brutus Beefcake with a ringer shirt, his original uh, Strutton and Cutton. I remember that. Uh, the shitty Jake the Snake T-shirt that was not good, although maybe
0: it's good now. Hercules with an incredible shirt. Okay, I- sorry, I have to, I have to call you out on this. Who the fuck would ever order a Hercules gray T-shirt with his like his cartoon? Event I think on like it?
1: the cartoon shirts were my favorite of the shirts that WWF
0: had. You but know? Hercules, like the- sure. Why? I don't know. Just well, what shirts. statement would you be making while we're wearing a Hercules, I'm a Hercules.
1: He was a baby face at the time.
0: I mean, if you had like a chain around you, go okay, Herc. maybe. Demolition
1: shirt was great, but I did not own it. I think you may have. I had that poster though, for sure. Mr. Perfect shirt, really good. That's
0: a
2: good Jim one. Jim the Evil
1: Nightheart, I believe I had the tank top version. Really? Maybe not. Bushwhackers shirt, classic. Can't go wrong. Macho Man, everybody's got that That's one. That's the
0: iconic purple, like, sunglasses yeah. one. Brit the Hitman heart, the only one that, selling a tank top. That one I have, still to this day.
1: Ultimate Warrior t-shirt. Vaguely remember, this rocker shirt was incredible. There was also a poster with that same design. That was the iconic Rockers uh, look. That shirt, I would buy that now.
0: Maybe you should. Uh, we've
1: got uh, some door hangings. The demolition poster, fantastic. All these posters. Including Hulk Rules, Hercules, Ultimate Warrior, Miss Elizabeth Hogan, which this was on your brother's wall for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: As was this uh, Bret
1: Hart. I had this on my wall. This Rockers poster, uh, Bushwhackers, Macho Man. I had this on my wall. The so Rockers, I, yeah, yep. the Rockers.
2: How
0: about that? And another freaking Hercules poster. Yeah. Like, what the hell, guys? Yeah, giving it? them the big
1: push. Uh, Corduroy baseball cap, Bret Hart sunglasses, only five ninety five. Who the Barber Beefcake towel, nine ninety five. And that does it for the merchandise for the fall-winter collection. Uh, we turn the page and we get uh, to a ravishing Rick Rude uh, uh, article, Warrior and Rude. Good feud. Like a 20-page article. Lots of pictures. Uh, the Rockers deny illegal double-teaming. So Jesse Ventura used to accuse the Rockers of being in the ring for more than the five-second count. And it's illegal, call- McMahon. Yeah, he used to call that out uh, all the time. And here's an article where the rockers are saying, we don't cheat. And uh, it's got all sorts of photos. Good on them for defending themselves. All these articles, by the way, are like five, six pages each with lots of pictures, just very well laid out. The publisher of this magazine knew what they were doing. Of course, uh, I need to point out that uh, Lou Gianfredo.
0: <laughs> Look at that photo. With another uh, <laughs> article in here. Dusty Rhodes in his underwear shirtless in a, on a farm. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes, Mr. Americana.
1: And there's a whole article about Dusty Rhodes. And looks like they're setting up for a honky-tonk man feud there. Which they did, yeah. Uh, King Duggan, walking tall, carrying a big stick. And there's a photo of a very angry Haku who looks like he would like to get his crown back somehow. Superfly goes to Fiji. I remember this was the vignettes that they would show to in- reintroduce him. Looking jacked as a motherfucker here.
0: Uh, Superfly, Snooka, of course. Uh, and, and can I point out, that so this this feature is called Private Eye, so it's like secret photos, but like he's clearly posing for every last one of these. Yeah. Ones.
1: But it's many pictures of uh, Snooka as they were getting ready to reintroduce him to the audience. And uh, he's got so some photographs. Lowdown, Bad News Brown, Hulk Hogan on Arsenio. That was the infamous Hulk Hogan where he lied and said that he's never taken steroids and pretty much fucked everybody. So I'm wondering why they would even mention this in the magazine.
0: What was the lowdown on that interview? They-
1: WWF champion Hulk Hogan was a guest on the Arsenio Hall show. The Hulkster gave Hall and the viewing world insight to the blockbuster movie No Holds Barred, which stars Hogan. Hulk left no doubt that if Seuss wanted him in the ring, then he would be
0: ready anytime. time. Do you remember watching that Arsenio Hall when it was live? Yeah, that was that was a piece of business. And Hogan
1: lied about steroids. Yeah. And like then that's when it all sort of started to go bad for them. Yep. If I'm not mistaken... Uh, re- wrestlers Rebuttal. We have an article written by Greg the Hammer Valentine. Sure. Where he's talking about Ronnie Garvin, Dino Bravo, Coco Beware, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and King
0: Duggan. No, he's he's talking about Ronnie Garvin, and then after that, they always have the other wrestlers. Oh, the other
1: wrestlers are rebutting. Yeah, his rebuttal. Ah. Ronnie Garvin said, uh, even though he beat me, Greg the Hammer Valentine is still afraid of me. Dino Bravo. All these French Canadians. Coco Beware. Oh, yeah. We need referees like Rugged Ronnie. Bobby the Brain thinks that Ronnie Garvin is a tailor-made referee. King Duggan says, Ho, when you're up against some of the sleaze that's wrestling in the WWF, you need a referee. Rugged Ronnie Garvin as a referee. That's the angle there.
0: He's a little biased, though, to be fair.
1: WWF crossword. Across, one across, six-letter word. The Hulkster plays Rip in the film. No holds. Hmm. Smart. Should we fill this out or you want to leave this? Let's let's leave that pristine. But the magazine's not pristine anyway. No, but it's so why don't you just fill it in? I'm good. You gotta let it breathe, baby. <laughs> uh four across, six letters. The WWE's last musical release, pile Driver. Rick Martel's former partner, seven letters. Santana? Santana. Ten flexes. Five letter word. Flexes, P-O-S-E-S, poses. That's got to be it. Saves hairless like bad news brown. Bald, four-letter word. <laughs> got this. One of Jimmy Hart's stable, five-letter word. Davis? Bravo. P-R-A-V-O, yeah. Could be.
0: Andre, the giant starred in the film The Princess. Bride. Yes. Larry Humber didn't know who he's fucking with when he put out these questions. A favorite <laughs> finishing
1: move, the blank crab. Boston. Brother Love's fingers are adorned with them. Rings. His WWF magazine column is titled Body Language. Jesse Ventura. Rockin' Robin sang Blank the Beautiful to kick off WrestleMania Five. America. I didn't remember that. I did remember that, yeah. Brutus the Blank Beefcake. The Fucking Barber. In commercials for Miller Lite, Jesse's shirt reads, Tastes... Great? I don't know. Well, that's the ad. Tooth
0: great last spelling.
1: Uh, Caught in the act, a photo of Dusty Rhodes <laughs> on the back of a garbage truck. And you've got an ad, a, yet another ad for SummerSlam, despite the fact that the magazine is cover-dated past the date that SummerSlam would have happened. And on the back, WrestleMania, the arcade, uh, the uh, Nintendo game from Acclaim, which is a horrible, horrible game. Uh, but I remember buying it, that's for sure.
0: We loved it at the time. Yeah.
1: And there you go. So, September 1989 cover to cover, Hacksaw on the cover. So Stu, if
0: you could rank this this particular issue out of 10, what would you give it?
1: I would give it of a solid rating. Um I would say that I enjoyed uh getting this magazine no matter what. I was this was the best wrestling magazine for sure. And I think that I enjoyed the magazine more so and I believe the importance of the magazine more so in the coming years when vince russo took over and was doing like the informer and the crystal ball articles where they sort of would give away actual spoilers and it kind of made the magazine must read and then of course raw magazine which which was uh a bit raunchier a bit, that, that was a great magazine which i had you know it seemed like the better the that was the best incarnation of wwf magazine in my opinion was the raw magazine but of course as a kid growing up these were the best magazines. All wrestling magazines, I bought pretty much any wrestling magazine I could get my hands on, but uh, WWF Magazine was a, a subscription, came to the mailbox, no questions asked.
0: So, a very slick publication. So, sorry, out of 10, what what, what did you give I it? give it an 8. An 8? Eight? Okay. Solid
1: right.
0: 7.5. Which is it? 7.5. Right, because we're going to compare it against the next one.
1: I think we're only going to have time to do the two magazines that's, at this rate. That's
0: perfectly fine. So this is, uh, let's see here. Is that, that, that actually, my subscription? <laughs> is that my address? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I it came is to it the house of course? Canadian Bulldog. Oh
1: yeah, look at that. That's it.
0: that's your actual uh, subscription. My shoot, my shoot subscription. So, um, just so you, the subscription came in these little wrappers where you could uh, also get trading cards. I'm sure I've, I've lifted the trading cards from them since then for my trading card collection.
1: Wow, that's a sick cover.
0: It really is. So we're we're looking at December 1995. So we've skipped ahead many years here. And this is a really, it's a a portrait photo of uh, Diesel staring down Bret Hart, both of them holding on to the WWF Championship with a big, bold headline, this time there will be a winner. What are they referring to? I feel like maybe at Royal Rumble earlier in the year, they had like a schmoz ending. But this is in December. This is Survivor Series. This is where Hart went over and he won the title, I think. Spoiler alert. And anyway, so let's let's go. Wait, didn't Diesel beat, didn't
1: Bob Backlund beat Bret Hart at the Survivor Series?
0: Yeah, then a year later, Bret Hart beat Diesel. Is that true? Cage. Yeah, it is. So
1: we've got the, the best. It's not always about you, man.
0: You know that quote?
1: Diesel or Nash does an interview where he's like uh, talking about how he was wrestling Bret Hart in a steel cage match. And Undertaker comes out of the ring under the ring and pulls Diesel down into the ring, right? Okay. And Brett wouldn't let Diesel beat Oh oh. Diesel wanted to hit Brett with uh Jack with the Jackknife power bomb, mm-hmm. and then Taker will come up just was it as it looks like Brett's going to get to lose. Right. And Brett wouldn't let wouldn't do that. And Diesel got upset saying, It's not always about you, man. So there you go. That's my impression. Some
0: good, some good context. I don't think that'll be in this magazine. No. But we'll, we'll see. Um, so the first you know, inside cover, you get the best WWF holiday deal ever. And you've got some upcoming uh, Coliseum videos, including the Lumberjacks, which is probably very similar to the UWF uh, uh, VHS cassette of the same year. Clearly
1: uh, some c- uh, copyright infringement on Herb Abrams' uh, UWF.
0: Yeah, this was actually. You can already a,
1: see the inside of the magazine is already like that mid nineties goofy WWF era where like it's just like even the word contents is in like nineties
0: kids font. It, yeah, it's, this is very kid friendly. So we've got uh, Shawn Michaels and Yokozuna and Henry Godwin on the inside here. Okay, so Stu, I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz you right off the the bat here. Can you guess the secret superstar? I'm gonna give you some hints. So it's 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 a photo of I guess two. Wrestlers? Is it a tag team? I don't know. Oh.
1: Is that the Beverly yeah, the,
0: Brothers? Well, hold on. We'll get to there. So here, here are the quit, the hints. These two secret superstars are so fanatical about what they eat, they wouldn't be caught oh, the body deaf- donnas. Yes. That's the body donnas? It is. skipping Sunny. Well, huh. I can see it. That's, uh, what's her name? It's Tammy. Tammy. Okay. Yeah, that does not look like Chris Candido, but... They were like snot-nosed punks.
1: And then they have pictures of like little kids in the magazine. So this yeah. is clearly like a kid's era. And it's we this. were still
0: reading and getting subscriptions at this point. Yeah, so...
1: Who's the publisher at this point, or the editor? The Vince Russo yeah. is the
0: uh, the editor. So Vince started...
1: Point. He was writing everything cover to cover here.
0: I think so. I think you'll see some of his influence around this time. Maybe the informer is going to be in this magazine. I think it might be. But so you start off with Federation fan addicts, which are uh, pen pals, basically. Like He little- pretty much
1: turned around the magazine, Vince Russo, and that's what sort she- of
0: got him... Noticed. Absolutely. Changed it radically. So if you wanted to become pen pals with Pritchard Fernandez or Helen Cripps, you, you could. Letters to the editor. There's some really bad fan art here of Georgie Animal Steel and uh, The Undertaker and Diesel. Uh, Diesel! And then that's Entertain Matt, where Bob Backlund, or sorry, Mr. Backlund uh, reviews a book called The Tax Racket. Man Mountain Rock, if you remember him. I do. Uh, reviews rock and roll, sorry, rock classic rock and roll by KISS. Mm. And then Gold Dust gives a classic movie review of Star Wars. It's oh. so like none of these are timely at all. Rookies to Legends, so this is the updated version of the personality profile. You've got your buddy, Barry Horowitz. Oh, Barry Horowitz, my yes, bud. Yes. Looking like just a nerdy Jewish so, guy. Yeah. That was um, his gimmick. Yeah. And he's got, like, the pocket protector and the shirt done up to the top collar. And uh, anyways, anything you'd ever want to learn about uh, Mr. Horowitz, uh, it can be found. Is he coming to the Reno Rumble? He is. Amazing. Fantastic. We get into Tales from the Turnbuckle. And Howard Finkel said the following to a New York City cab driver. Do you know Savio Silvio? Hmm. guess he had to be there. And then you've got Shawn Michaels uh, doing an America online chat. So it takes you back. You've got a feature called Don't Mess with Ahmed Johnson, where he's wearing the Harlem Heat trunks for some I reason. I see that, yeah. yeah. Look at that. So I guess this is early Very days. Very well endowed,
1: uh, based on that photo, by the way. Big hammer.
0: All right, I won't go there. Uh, I don't know who that is. That Scott Hall is, is playing a baseball game. That's Scott Hall? Looks Usually like- Sid Vicious was the softball player of the crew. This looked like a charity game. Let me see that. Go for it.
1: Charity baseball. Yeah, that sure is. Razor Ramon.
0: Reminds me of the Jake the Snake story. Were you there for the Jake the Snake baseball story? No. So Jake the Snake, when he did his like comedy tour, was mm-hmm. talking about how in Montreal he had a charity game, him and Duggan and a few others, and he made this catch where he actually almost like flipped on his head and still ended up catching the ball. If you look on YouTube for that clip clip it still exists to this day and it's it's unbelievable it's worth seeing Jake worth makes a crazy down. catch yes in french um, then you've got Fatou out on the town you've got some some uh, on sale dates for uh, WWF around the world here we go an advice column advice to the love Lauren from Shawn Michaels and Alundra Blaze yikes so Sean Michaels gives the like the heel perspective and all written by Vince Russo I'm sure I'm sure Shawn Michaels didn't even know this was happening at the time but uh, him and him and Lundra seem very pally this photo in the line of fire replaces the WWF interview in the Russo era and this is target British Bulldog managed by Jim Cornette at the time no relation and uh, basically this is during the feud with Shawn Michaels I believe I could be wrong Bulldog would lose in no he's in a feud with Diesel here sorry my apologies. Oh,
1: he actually had some title shots at one point against Shawn Michaels. When Michaels was the champion, I believe he, he headlined a pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, so this was a little bit. And the Bulldog actually talks about his son Harry here in this interview, who would go on to briefly be known as the, Bulldog. Canadian, the Canadian Bulldog.
1: Oh, yeah. Asshole.
0: Anyways, we'll we won't get into that. A feature on the one and only Jean-Pierre Lafitte, who, who is unbe- now
1: known as uh, PC, uh, PCO. PCO.
0: Yeah, so that's uh, and this is what year is this? Ninety five, yeah. I believe? Yeah, he's still around. Ring
1: of Honor World Champion in twenty twenty.
0: Yeah. So anyways, he's uh, this is he's looks at a harbor front or something like that. Raising the uh, the pirate flag here. And we'll just skip ahead. There's a long feature and then he's, so he he's having... didn't he
1: steal Bret Hart's jacket?
0: He did. But here oh, he's on like the Bruce Cruise or something like that. And the he, wrestle he, vessel? The wrestle vessel, maybe. And you see here how Razor Ramon, uh, Sean Waltman, and Bam Bam Bigelow stole his pirate flag. Oh. So I guess they, they got their revenge.
1: Oh, that's not good. He wore an eye patch. I think that was a shoot eye patch. Like he really was. had like yes. a bad eye or something. He'd,
0: yeah, he has a glass eye. Yeah. Still today.
1: Video game There's review. Some
0: video game reviews. Um, X Band. I don't even know what the hell. The X Band modem. A twist to video game playing. No clue. Yeah, this is just. They must seems have like got paid ad. to do that. Oh, for sure, it's an yeah. ad. Yeah. Now we're going to living raw, an overview of cable's most explosive program, written by Keith Elliot Greenberg, our good friend. You know he really wrote that. I'm sure. Um. So we have pictures of uh, Bret shocking Hart things going on. Yeah. Vince Schatner. is probably
1: Vince Russo is probably already maybe giving suggestions at this
0: point. I would think so. I think his his uh, fingerprints are all over this magazine so far. Um, no, I'm saying
1: like the actual TV, like Bob Backlund turning is that like a Vince Russo angle? You think?
0: I don't think. I I could be wrong. Or is that I don't a Jim Cornette so. angle or maybe it's Cornette?
1: Was it Cornette and Patterson and Vince were the bookers and then and Pritchard too? I
0: think and Pritchard. Yeah. Anyway, so you got some hilarious moments here from Monday Night Raw. in It's early days. Bob Backlund, Shawn Michaels, Cornette. Yeah. Okay. Cornette maybe. This is a oh, that's poster a great picture. I may hang this up in uh, Bulldogs basement. today. So it's it's all the wrestlers like the good guys and the bad guys all together. Uh, they they look like they're palling around. So you've got uh, one, two, three kid Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Vince McMahon, Jerry Lawler, Owen Hart, Mr. Fuji, uh, Henry Godwin, Fatu in his like make a difference phase. Diesel looks like he's uh, under the influence of something. Razor Ramon. Yokozuna, Waylon Mercy, Shane Douglas, Triple H, and Kama, a.k.a. The Godfather, all just hanging out.
1: And you know, one of those guys is going to be at the Arena Rumble.
0: Owen Hart? Kama. Kama. Yes. This will will have aired long after Ah. the Arena Rumble, just by the way. And this is a behind-the-scenes photo shoot of the Raw. Uh, I guess it's WrestleMania season by the time this airs, or? It may be SummerSlam, but who knows? Oh. Uh, we've got an ad here for America Online. Did you ever subscribe to I did. America? Of yeah, the course. WWF. I, the only stage?
1: reason why I got America Online was to get on the WWF uh, website.
0: As many of us did. We're now into in your house results. Yeah. And uh, just briefly go through here yeah. the card. Waylon
1: Mercy against Savio Vega?
0: Yeah. Huh. Don't remember that. This is from September 95. Henry Godwin, Hank versus uh, Sid. Sounds like an awful match. Yep. Bam Bam Bigelow versus the British Bulldog. I don't remember any of this. That's probably not a good match. Razor Ramon against Dean Douglas. That's
1: probably not a good match.
0: Is this where uh, Dean had the title and he lost it? I bet you it is. Could be. Yeah. Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart versus, versus Jean P- yeah, Jean-Pierre Lafitte.
1: Probably a decent match. Yeah. Funny that I guess, yeah, he stole Bret Hart's jacket. That's right.
0: Yeah, that was the starting. And then the main event, Diesel and Shawn Michaels versus Yokozuna and British Bulldog. It was supposed to be Owen Hart in the British Bulldog. Dudes with
1: Attitudes. Yeah.
0: And all four t- all three titles were on the line at this one, if I remember correctly. And Michaels and Nash went over. Oh, and they won Surprise. the tag team belts? Yeah. Okay. This ad is paid for Whoa. by Hunter Hearst Helmsley. To get the straight dirt without getting your hands dirty, read the bite uncensored. Three exclamation marks. Not only is the great oh, Vic, Vic Venom. Venom. Vic
1: Venom, was, uh, that was Vince Russo's
0: like, pen name. It was. Uh, not only is the great Vic Venom a genius, but he's also a scholar and a gentleman. To subscribe to the bite for twelve uncentered issues, send a checker or money order to eleven ninety five with your name and what address too.
1: Was that a real thing? Like yeah. a dirt sheet? Like a Vic Venom dirt sheet? Does anybody can anybody confirm whether this is a real thing?
0: I'd like to know. I, I have no idea. There's also an ad for the WWF superstar line. Do we want to call this superstar line? Sure. Are you going to call it for real? I can. All right. Let's see if it's still open. All right. What's the number? 1-900-737-4WWF. I highly doubt that it's... uh, Just make sure kids get your parents' permission first. Let's see what happens here. Your call cannot
2: be completed as dialed. Please check the number and dial again. Damn. Damn it,
0: Russo. There you go. Got a full-color uh, photo of Bret the Hitman Hart from In Your House. Yes. And then another one of the two dudes with attitude. Yes.
1: Uh, D- Kevin Nash wearing a dudes with attitudes, uh, <laughs> like actual trunks that say dudes with attitudes on the on the tummy.
0: Yep. And then you've got the Survivor Series uh, poster for that. Brought to you by Karate Fighters. Yes. And then you got a preview of the Survivor Series, as promised. So the main event was Diesel defending the WWF title against Bret Hart. Who wins that one? Uh, Bret Hart. Oh, good. And just talking about their feud. You mentioned wrestling spotlight earlier. This month's is uh, Shawn Michaels. Uh. Then we've got the Survivor Series matches. Do we want to go through these? Sure. All I'd right. like to see if I can even guess who won. All right. I don't even remember, to be honest. Okay. So on one team, you've, this is the Wilds card match. You've got Shawn Michaels, Ahmed Johnson, British Bulldog, and Sid against Dean Douglas, Razor Ramon, Yokozuna, and Owen Hart. I feel like Shawn Michaels and Ahmed yeah. won that one, but I'll I'm not go sure. With that. You've got the dark side, which is uh, the Undertaker, Make a Difference Fatu, Savio Vega, and Henry Godwin, okay, against King Mabel, oh, Jerry the King Lawler, yes, <laughs> Triple H, <coughs> and Isaac Yankem. Wow, pretty good team. Uh, Undertaker won that one. I think his whole team may have actually won, to be honest. Even Godwin. Yep. And then you've got the underdogs. Why is Akushi an underdog? Because he was teaming with Barry Horowitz. But at the why? Time. Like, he was a great wrestler. Why'd they, like, fuck him up so much? That's a good question. You'd have to ask. Why Akushi. was Hakushi
1: buried to the undercard? He was very talented.
0: Well, he's an underdog here. Didn't Brett have, like, great matches with him? He did. So, what's really funny about this? So, it's it's Hakushi, Barry Horowitz, Marty Jannetty, and then Avatar, which is uh, Al Snow. But they don't actually show his picture, it's just like a, a shadow. And they're against the Body Donnas. I'm sure this team wasn't the final. It was uh, Chris Candino, Jean Pierre Louis Piccoli? <laughs> Louis Piccoli, okay, Rad Radford, and Tom Pritchard. Yeesh. Yeah. On the undercard, you've got Bam Bam Bigelow against Gold Dust in his debut. And Alundra Blaze's team. Wow, Bam
1: Bam did the honors for Dusty, uh, Gold Dusty.
0: He did, yeah. I remember that. Uh, Alundra Blaze's team against Bertha Faye's team, and I don't think they even named who's on the team yet. And that's it. All right. A commentary by Vince Russo. How Dean Douglas is moving to the head of the class. That never happened. No, he's probably gone from the WWF by this point. Yeah. Why Dean Douglas will pass the Federation test with brilliant colors. He won't. No. That was wrong. Who is the author of that? Vince Russo. So he wrote under his real name too? Yeah, and Vic Venom. Here we go, the Informer. You mentioned it. So let's see if some of these rumors actually happen and, and will we remember. The Informer was the only reason to buy the magazine. He knew everything. The Informer always had the dirt. Uh, let's see here. What's uh, these are just reviews of, of matches though. The million dollar man, Ted DiBiase may have put the final link to a deal that will deliver him his first legitimate million dollar tag team here in the world wrestling federation. That never happened. I can't elaborate on the details at this moment. It never happened. Yeah. It's not official. As a matter of fact, it may not be for a while, but if you ask me, the informer, a former federation superstar will be making his long awaited return. Hint. Let's just say when this former great champion is set to regain what he feels is rightfully his.
2: I could Although literally warrior, be anybody
0: warrior. Yeah, but Henry Godwin does not want his two front teeth for Christmas.
1: Oh, I believe that.
0: Oh, look for world wrestling federation and television superstar King Kong Bundy to soon be appearing on Fox's married with children.
1: That didn't happen already by 95.
0: I think he did a couple of appearances, actually. All right, the that pri- was a pretty shitty informer. He didn't have a lot of dirt here this month, Russo. Um, Private Eye is has the one, two, three kid and his family at Disney World. It looks like or Disneyland. Hmm. No, nope, it's his two proud cousins. Oh, <laughs> Jeffrey thirteen, and Denise eleven. Oh, that was nice. So the kid didn't even have
2: kids
1: yet. No, at of this course point. not. He was no. probably too young.
0: He's probably forty at that point, but whatever. All right, we're getting we're getting Bertha Faye, th-
1: she was in WCW during the Monday Night Wars, wasn't she? She was.
0: So this next feature is called Pin'em Down. Oh. Where you ask questions of your favorite superstars. So see so Bertha Faye had something, Dean Douglas had something. Uh, one had a question to Jerry Lawler. Dear Burger King, how did Bret Hart's foot taste? Rock- oh. now, Rocky Haggard of East Boston, Massachusetts, he's probably paying for that now because that wasn't a very nice thing. To no. Say. And Lother- a lot of, like,
1: writing letters, like, lazy articles here. Like, the next article is also uh, Dear Brett.
0: Ask Brett, Then yeah. there
1: was also, like, a Dear Alundra Blaze and Shawn Michaels, like, 10 pages earlier. Yeah. Like, every fucking... Then there was, like, Submit Your Fan Art. Then there was Ask the Questions for the Editor. There was five different articles in this magazine where Russo's not having to write anything because the fans, although he's probably re- still writing that. Yeah. But the fan letters, it's, like, the same gimmick over and over. How many different... Reader contributed contribution. You know what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. It's like when Rachel Bryson of Candler, North Carolina asks, Dear Brett, what's your favorite vacation spot that you'd bring your family to? Brett answers, Dear Rachel, it would have had to be in Honolulu, Hawaii. I think that's paradise. Like how didn't long did he mention
1: the Bolsheviks in that?
0: <laughs> did not. No. Did not give his props to the Bolsheviks. <laughs> and then you've got another column, this one from. Bret, Bret Hart's son Dallas. Oh boy. He's probably older than us at this point. Uh, it's called for kids only. I don't know what the fuck You shouldn't talk read about. it cuz yeah. it's for
1: kids only. Yeah, exactly. Scoop Sullivan.
0: Yes, this was uh, Vince, Vince Russo's, Russo's comics comic strip. Yes. So he talks about him becoming the biggest star in the WWF and and challenging like Jerry Lawler. Got our video game ad for WrestleMania the arcade game, which actually wasn't a bad game as far as these things went. Do you remember the yeah, arcade game. it's yeah. pretty
1: good. It's like Mortal Kombat, but
0: uh, yeah, with like WWE. cartoony, yeah. And then we finish off with an ad for Karate Fighters. What are your memories of the Karate Fighters?
1: <laughs> terrible, terrible memories. <laughs>
0: All right, so that wraps up our two issues of WWF. Well, hold magazine. on, let's give that a grade. Oh, thank you. Um, I didn't like it as much as the King Duggan one, I'm not gonna lie.
1: I didn't either. I found that magazine to be not good, a little I would, lazy. I would give it like a four.
0: I'm going to say 4.3 just to be just a little more scientific with it. Sure. Um, it's not quite a five. Like, nobody's going to ever confuse it with a five. Was there even a
1: merchandise catalog in that magazine? There
0: was no merchandise catalog. So, the
1: guy gave it a three. Well. How is there no merchandise? I guess this is a really dark period for wrestling, the industry as a whole. But business was had to have been in the shitter at this point. It absolutely. They're not even selling merchandise in the magazine at this point. The magazine is probably, you know, this is the beginnings of like Vince Russo turning it around.
0: I think I think you have to go to America Online to get the merch at that point. Pretty awful magazine. Yeah. I'm yeah, gonna not, give it a three. Yeah,
1: you, the Duggan you, magazine is fucking saving Private Ryan compared to uh, uh, that's a bad bad example. WDF magazine with Duggan on the cover is Moby Dick compared to this fucking piece of trash.
0: It was it it didn't it has not aged well. I will say both magazines very slick. Uh, very polished. Had, you know, a lot of information in them, but obviously King Duggan was was far and away the better, uh, better bet there. Yeah. Right. Uh, Stu, any, any closing thoughts on this edition of uh, WWF magazine?
2: Roo-Ride, I think we need to do it again
1: sometime. In. It's a lot of fun. And I think every other episode should probably just be one of these because it's easy to record. It's a lot of fun. And we get to handle uh, WWF magazines. Talk so about lazy writing. How can you go wrong? Uh, shout out to Vince Russo. Shout out to uh, Bill Napolitano shout out to uh
0: just Bill you <laughs> know i think it's, i think you're thinking george napolino george napolino he, he doesn't work for this no magazine. keith elliott greenberg keith elliott greenberg cable guy jeff Vic venom remember, Vic venom uh shout
1: out to uh uh Lugie and frito Luigi and frito can't go wrong with him susan fox steve taylor uh let's give a shout out to uh, uh ed racutti uh, uh, Alina Relicuzo Bob Nover Tom Buchanan Lynn Nishball, Roy Green uh, Jean Abbott Howard Finkel was the technical advisor back wow. then the field editor Keith Elliott Greenberg Lou Gianfrido Midge Bacon Mark Tobias Troy Santee
0: so I'm just, I'm not going to read all the same names but I'll read you some so uh, the vice president is Robert S. Mitchell uh, Vince Russo's editor uh, Steve Taylor had gone like all York Foundation he's now Stephen H. Taylor oh Jane Mahoney is the creative director. So oh, I got you there. about time. Ge- Georgette McClure. Uh, Midge Bacon.
1: Oh, Midge Bacon was still was around because she was in here too. Was like,
0: yeah. She's a hell of a copy editor. How uh, about Troy Santee? <laughs> Who? Is he on your LinkedIn? Troy Santee. Wait, uh, assistant- was Troy
1: Santee still employed in uh, 89? I don't think so. Let me see. What was his position?
0: He was the assistant
1: art director. Yeah, we didn't uh, give those credits back then.
0: Uh, Donna Schmerzler is the photo photo editor. Midge Bacon, though. She was working. Midgey's there. Uh, And then lastly, Craig Casanelli is the advertising director back then. Yeah. Good old Craig. We've we've given props to all the right people. Yes. Uh, I am at Canadian Bulldog on Twitter. Please follow me. Tell your friends about this podcast and uh, you uh, on Twitter. I'm Stu
1: Stone. Very easy. S-T-U-S-T-O-N-E.
0: Thanks for listening as always, and uh, we'll see you next time around. Shout out to Cable Guy Jeff.